open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4 and 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, is anybody excited about what God can do here today? Seriously, I'm, I'm serious. I, 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 I kind of see this lackadaisical, I call it in the church, I call it the lackadaisical lazy bone. Okay? And I think that kind of is, is kind of what the church kind of has in it, and it's killing us. Okay? And, and you'll understand from the sermon today that if you're kind of ruled by a lackadaisical lazy bone, you're going to lose. Okay? Um... This, this whole, I go to church, and I go so I like the music, and I like the entertaining preacher, and all that kind of stuff. I want you to understand, that is not a godly Christ mentality, okay? Um, God wants to come into your life to make your life, and to impact every area of your life, okay? And so... This is, very, this is a very, very important subject uh, today. The last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, spiritual warfare. And we've been, we've been talking about the fact that we started out in 1 Peter chapter 5, where he was talking about that Satan, he, he doesn't come into at you to kind of mess with you. I hear that a lot. Well, you know, Satan's been messing with me this week. Well, that wasn't Satan. Usually that's you. Anybody here else stupid? Weak? Kind of, anybody else? Ever, did y'all ever make any dumb decisions? You know, John, other than John, anybody else not make, you know, you know, it, it's a thing where, you know, we, we got to get that. We, we got to understand something. I hope you hear me. Uh, is everybody listening? Satan ain't out to mess with you. Satan is out to destroy you. a lot of people go to church and hear that, but they go out and they don't understand. Satan is out to destroy you. He's out to destroy your home. He's out to destroy your finances. He's out to destroy your kids. He's out to destroy everything and everyone in your life. That's why I worry about this, well, you know, if I'll get round to it mentality. I can promise you that evil dude called Satan He ain't going around going, well, if I get to it. He's saying, I'm going to do as much damage in this person's life today as they allow me. We need to get that. We need to understand that. We need to show that to our kids. We need to show that to our neighbors. You know how we do that? By attaching ourselves and bringing the cross of Jesus Christ, the, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ into our lives and winning. Amen. And you do that through the person that Jesus sent after his death and resurrection. That person is called the Holy Spirit. Let me help you with something. He's out to destroy you, but I want you to hear this. He doesn't have to. Jesus already won the war. It's these battles and skirmishes in the middle that we have to be attentive to, prepare for, and be ready to win. Okay? Because that's kind of where Satan messes with our mind. That's kind of where he messes with our witness. That's kind of, you know, lots of people, they love Jesus and Jesus loves them, but they're still losing. And you don't have to because I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says the works of Satan have been destroyed. 
Amen? And I want you to hear that. Kids, you don't have to walk out of here, oh, I hope he doesn't get me this week. You don't have to sit around worrying about whether he's going to get you. You need to go out there and get him. And that's what we talked about last week. We talked about, we've got to understand, this is a fight. This is a fight, whether you're engaged or not. It's happening every day, you know? And lots of times, I, I grew up watching little guys, and, and they were usually the ones that got bullied and, and because they didn't want to fight. Well, whether you want to fight or not, bullies fight. And he's the eternal bully. And he's out to whoop you. And if you let him, he will. But last week we talked about the fact that there comes a day where you need to say, enough. (coughs) No more. This stuff stops now. And that day... You start out by putting this belt on yourself. Remember, we talked about the fact that back in Jesus' time, men wore man dresses. Remember that? You know, they wore those robe things. Well, they're not good for fighting. They're kind of in your way. So you take that belt and you strap that on it and it protects your vulnerabilities and you tuck everything in. And the bottom line is you, you just, you prepare yourself in the truth of God to be ready to do some good scrapping. Not just, oh my, don't get us. Do a little scrapping of our own. Anybody get tired in life of getting whooped? Anybody get tired of seeing your kids get whooped? Anybody got tired of seeing neighbors and friends and family and, 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 and in-laws and outlaws? and every, You see, they need an example of scrapping. They did an example of eternal warfare that you're winning. Did you strap up that breastplate of righteousness and you tuck that thing hard so that there's nothing between that breastplate and your heart and your other vital organs, okay? Then you shod your feet with these things of peace and they protect your feet and they get your feet ready for whatever he's bringing at you so that whatever he brings, you're ready, you know? A lot of people ask, they, they tell me, you know, Pastor, you, you need to learn to relax. And what they mean is, you've got to learn to turn this spiritual stuff off every once in a while and let us have a break. Let me help you with something. There is one who never takes a break, and that's the evil one. So the day you lay all your sword and armor down and you lay it down, and you say, oh, I'm going to take a break. Amen? You know, he's going to put a wolfing on you. So you don't turn it off, okay? And then you take up the shield. No, you put the helmet of salvation on. And you get your head right. You get your mind right. You get your mind ready to do some fighting and some battling and some winning. Amen? Amen? And then you take up the shield of faith. Now, all of these things, you've got to understand. You've got to get this. If you want to win these battles, you need to go out there and practice. You can't wait till the major shot from Satan comes and then go, oh, I think I'll pick up my shield and you're going to look like a doofus. You need to learn in the little things to, to take on those arrows that are coming at you so when the big arrows come, you know what you're doing. And then you take up the, the sword. The sword is the word of God. Let me help you kids with something. If you don't know the word of God, you got nothing really to fight with. Oh, well, pastor, you're awful violent. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what. If you don't get a little violent, violence is going to be put on you. And I see people's lives. I'm watching their homes. I'm watching their finances. I'm watching their marriages. I'm watching their mind. I'm watching them deteriorate. I'm watching them spiritually. I'm watching them them in their calling and their gifting. And they're doing nothing. And you know why? Because they're losing. You could come up with all the, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I do. You're losing the war. You're losing the battle. Okay? And you don't have to. And you don't have to. And you don't have to. And you can teach everybody around you how to win it if you want to. Amen? That's what people are looking for. You know, they really, really, really are. Today, our our focus, girls, if you want to put Ephesians 4.27 up, I really want to start getting down to the nitty-gritty of of where this really starts and and takes place. And and the thing I really want to focus on is, I, I want us to start actually thinking spiritually. Okay, don't get excited, okay? I want you to start thinking and saying, okay, God, where are my weaknesses? Where are my vulnerabilities? Where are the areas of my life that the evil one are able to get in? He is able to get in and plant his seeds and the garbage of this world begins to grow right there. Let me tell you something else, kids. It ain't just out there. It's in the church too. Some of us have some stinky thinking about church. We really do. And we don't want to hear it. Well, that's the way we did it. I don't care about how you did it. If you're a winner, good. If you weren't, you need to learn something out. Amen? Are you with me? Are you with me? But like this says, do not give the devil a foothold. Another translation would be, do not give the devil a place in your life. Somebody say amen. In other words, and JC said this the other day when I was talking about it. He said, we need to call this no vacancy. Anybody remember the story of, of the demon that was cast out of a certain situation or house or, or room? And he went back and it was unattended. And what did he do? He went and got a bunch of his friends and they all moved in. Like a big frat party. Friends, let me help you with something. Are you listening to me? Any area, anything in your life that is not under the absolute lordship and dominion and domination of Jesus Christ is an area of your life that he will come in and plant his seeds of destruction. Does anybody see how serious this is? This is not a church game. This is real stuff, kids. If you leave your mind vulnerable to him through whatever you're watching on television or whatever you're reading or however you're thinking, if you leave that open to the evil one, he will plant seeds. 
If you leave your emotions, and I am so tired of hearing how God can't do anything about our emotions, maybe not yours, but he does in mine. He may not totally cure our emotional situation, but the bottom line is, if you give him control, he can protect it, and he can transform it, and he can absolutely make it a wonderful, powerful part of your life. You know, your marriage. If you got stinky thinking, if you got evil thinking in your marriage, I want you to understand something. He's going to plant seeds. And, and there are some people that got a whole stinking forest growing in their marriage. Forest of destruction. Forest of hopelessness. Forest of powerlessness. Is anybody listening to me? Guys, you got to hear what I'm saying. I'm serious. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not angry. Well, I'm angry at the devil, but I'm not angry at you. Some people say, oh, man, he's angry. I'm not angry at you, but I'm ready for a good scrap. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, and if we're not ready for a good scrap, we're going to lose. And there's a lot of us losing. It's because we really don't understand how vicious Satan is. We don't understand how much he wants to devour our lives. You know, I mean, I, I looked this week. I couldn't have a better time to be preaching about this stuff. Two weeks ago, there was a shooter that went up in a tower or up in a hotel and shot into a crowd of 20,000 people, killing what, 56, 58, uh, wounding 500. And I get the biggest kick out of the, the news. I get the biggest kick out of the news anyway. But they're all out there, whoa, we just don't understand. We can't figure out why. Call me. Evil got a hold of that man's mind and heart. There doesn't have to be some, he doesn't have to be a part of ISIS. Oh, well, maybe he's part of ISIS. We go there all the time, don't we? Oh, he was mentally ill. He was mentally ill, all right. Because the poor man, was, his mind was in the hands of the evil one. I have so many people through the years have come to me and said, Pastor, I don't know why I did that. I don't know. I can't, I, I, I can't fathom how I did that. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. You let the evil one plant his seeds. You let him nurture it. And he took over. He dominated. And you did it. There's hope. Amen? There's hope. It's okay. All right? We can, we can get it back. We can, the war's already won. We can start winning the battles. Okay? Are you with me? Is anybody with me? Is anybody here? Okay? Because this lackadaisical stuff just gets on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's get in the ballgame here. All right? Are you with me? Because if you're not in the ballgame here, you ain't going to be in the ballgame out there. Are you with me? All right? So this is... So very, very, very important. But you can win, all right? The second one, this Harry Weinstein, or whatever that guy's name is, um, this week. You know, everybody's like, oh, we can't believe it. I'm like, why would you not believe that an elite of Hollywood would be under the domination of the evil one? What amazes me is all the garbage they put out, and then they're like, surprise, somebody actually lives it. (laughs) Come on now, guys. That's the evil one. That's the evil one. This man had all the money and fame anybody could ever had. He had a young, beautiful wife that I never could figure out why she was with him except for money and fame. And he still had to go after other women. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, it's the evil one. 
Are you with me? Are you with me? So we've got to figure out in our personal lives, how does he get in? So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to begin through the power of God to identify how he gets in certain areas and rooms of our lives. And we need to identify the areas of our lives that we know are vulnerable. Okay? Don't play games with that. Oh, well, you know, it's just that. That's all Satan needs. Well, that's no big deal. He doesn't need a big room. He just needs to plant a seed. (laughs) Are you with me? You know, everybody's like, well, I haven't done any of the big sins. I'm sorry, Adam and Eve ate a fruit. How has that been working out? You know? So what I'm saying is this is so very, very important. Well, Pastor, how do I begin to identify these areas or these rooms where, where Satan might get a foothold? The first place you look is the Word of God. You know, when I'm reading the Word of God, he just, he just shows me stuff. He taps me on the shoulder and says, <laughs> yo, knucklehead, that's your area. And we've all got them. You do understand that, right? There's nobody sitting here so saved, sanctified, and going to heaven that they don't have areas. <laughs> Amen? You know, it's so very important. So we read the word of God. We listen to God while we're, and then there's this, this person called the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of become this weird thing today. But the bottom line is I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit will show you the areas if you will let him. Okay? Now, the hard part with that stuff is, is Satan and the Holy Spirit kind of talk alike. You do understand that. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't talk like this, and, and then Satan comes along and say, I'm going to get you. No, he talks as close to that as he possibly can. Does everybody get that one? Okay, and, and there's, you know, all of us got, kind of hear voices. Anybody else hear voices? Your pastor hears voices. <laughs> He's a little cuckoo, all right? All right? But I want you to understand, you need to learn to know and focus in on the voice. When my son was a baby, okay, um, my father and brother and I, um, you know, we kind of talk alike. We don't, we don't have a nice, deep, manly voice. We've got this high, skinny, uh, kind of tenor voice, sissy voice, you know. And, but we all kind of talk alike, okay? We all kind of sound alike. When my wife would tell you, when my dad or my brother calls, it, it, and now JC talks the same way, the, 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 it all kind of sounds alike. But let me tell you something. My dad and my brother could be there, and JC could be in the crib or playpen or whatever, wherever it was. This was last year. Um, but um, the, um, <laughs> when I spoke, his little feet would get all crazy. Because even though my father and my brother were voices that were very similar, He knew dad's voice. Kids, we need to spend enough time with him, listening to him. And sometimes you'll get it right and sometimes you won't, but that's okay. Because what you're doing is you're honing in on that voice. This is very important. 
Because he knows beyond your ability to understand your areas of vulnerability and weakness. Is everybody with me? And this is so important. This takes work. This takes concentration. This takes time with God, listening to that voice. So with all the other voices of this crazy world, when that voice comes, you kind of know, that's my dad. He would never, ever, ever leave me astray. Lead me astray. He would never, ever, ever let me down. Are you with me? So very, very important. The third area I want you to hear, and I think this is so important, and that is the areas of failure. I don't know about you, but I failed before. I've, I've, I've really done some dumb things before. I've made some kind of ridiculous decisions before. I've, I've been tempted and, and failed before. Okay? Is everybody with me? You know, you all got that look on your face like, oh, I cannot believe he said that. I'm so thankful I don't fail. Okay. But the reality is, failure is not a time to stick your thumb in your mouth and sit in your rocking chair and feel sorry for yourself. Failure is a time to learn. Is everybody okay with this? Is everybody good with this? Failure is a time to go, okay, (laughs) okay, I really messed that up. So God, what do you want to teach me through that? God, help me to dig down in and figure out why I failed. How I left a foothold or an opening or an area of my life so Satan could enter. And begin to plant his seeds and bring destruction to my life. Are, are you with me there? You know, and this is, this is so very important. Other, t- other things is to listen to other people. You know, um, sometimes positively and negatively. Sometimes you need to hear that somebody failed. And, 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 if, and, and, and I'm a jerk. I'll ask them, what do you think happened? And lots of times people don't want to talk about that. And I understand that. But I want to know. Because I don't want to do the same dumb thing. Is anybody else with me? You know, and, and I read books about that stuff where, you know, it's not time to look down your nose and go, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not him. You know, no. It's time to go, because you do understand, save the grace of God, so go all of us. Is everybody with me? You know, and, we, and, we, and, we, and then we start to identify these things, and then we start digging in. We don't leave them on the surface. That's one of the major struggles I see in people's spiritual lives. They just kind of leave it on the surface. We need to dig in and figure out, really, how'd that happen? How did I cop that attitude? Anybody ever copped an attitude? Has anybody here ever been so arrogant they really weren't listening to God? Huh? You kind of dig down in and say, how did I leave that opening? What in my life allowed Satan to come in and plant that seed? And I didn't even recognize it while it was growing. Because kids, you need to hear something. If you're new, I'm sorry, I didn't call you a child. I just call everybody kids, right? Are you listening to me? The thing you've got to understand is, once Satan gets a foothold in your life, 
is able to plant that seed, then he starts to develop a beachhead. He starts to develop strongholds. He starts to develop things, and you've got to understand, I've got areas in my life that I allowed to be developed that I honestly believe that even though we've got control of that, and even though I'm conquering in that, I will be dealing with that area the rest of my life. Does that make sense to you? You know, there's scarring. There's, there's, there's things that we've never dealt with. There's, there's stuff that I don't want to deal with. There's things that are embarrassing. Amen? Are you with me? But you know what, kids? i got to dig down in there. And I've got to, by the grace and power and word and spirit of God, i got to figure out why this happened. Because I don't want it to happen again. Amen? And that plant may now be a tree or it may be a forest. But the bottom line is, I've got to figure this thing out by the wisdom and power and word of God. Do you see why? you got to be serious about this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is everybody, anybody here? Right? Do you hear what I'm saying? Because I want you to get this. I want you to understand this because I love you. And I see Satan winning in a lot of people's lives who have been Christians a long time. You're with me. Okay? Very, very, very important. Okay, pastor. We've identified these things. Now, what do we do? Ladies, next set of verses. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as this world wages war. Next. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. Everybody needs to say amen when I say this word. Well, I'm sorry. It's Ephesians. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I said that at the beginning if you would have listened. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm sorry. Go back to three, girls. I'm sorry. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as this world wages war. Go ahead. Verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. Go ahead, smile. Is anybody with me? Remember those strongholds? They are weapons to devour strongholds in your life. I want you to get that. I want you to understand. Even though Satan may be kind of ruling and conquering today, God will tear that trash down and he will make you new and he will build you back up. Are you with me? Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever let Satan tell you can't. Don't you ever tell, let Satan tell you, well, you might as well give up. No, that's the voice of the evil one. Okay? Next verse, girl. 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Verse 6. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Now remember, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the fact that you got to understand, in this spiritual warfare stuff, you're not fighting flesh and blood. Now, I know churches fight, but that's because they're, they're, they're ignorant little doofuses. But the bottom line is, it's got nothing to do with spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, is up, we're up against principalities and powers that we can't see. We can't comprehend. We don't know how they operate. You see, if I know how somebody operates, I can kind of know how to defend that and, and deal with that. You are not fighting that, friends. You are not fighting that. You are fighting against forces that you will never be able to comprehend with your senses or your mind. Okay? The only one that can fight that battle for you is Jesus Christ himself. Okay? Now, I want you to hear this. I want you to understand. We'll start with the strongholds. Okay? I don't know about you, but there are areas that have cropped up in my mind and my heart and my life. Now, I know we that are sanctified, that's not supposed to happen, but it does. Okay? And there are areas that, man, and you got to understand, he's constantly trying to develop these things. And they're there. And when we realize they're there, instead of saying, oh, I might as well quit. I'm just a loser. I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. Oh, my goodness. It's time to stand up and say, you know what that book said? That book said that God himself will come to this area that's a stronghold in my life. And he will tear that thing down and out of my life. Now, you need to hear that. Because I promise you, if you're not dealing with it right now, somebody in your world is. And they just feel like there's nothing I can do. And that's how Satan operates. You need to look at them, and you need to show them with your life, and you need to be honest with them and say, let me tell you about something that came up in my life, and let me tell you what God did. Amen? Let me tell you, this thing took over my mind. This thing took over my emotions. This thing took over my relationships. This thing took over. And the bottom line is, the power of God came on me. And the bottom line is, he tore that thing out. And I'm still impacted maybe by that. But guess what, kids? I'm winning. (laughs) That's what this world is looking for. They ain't looking for church. Kids, if you're here this morning and you got a stronghold, you need to get a hold of the power of God on your knees in the morning and the evening and the afternoon and every other time, and you need to ask God to come right to the center of that stronghold and pluck that dude out. That's the only hope we got. That's the only hope we got. We're not going to do it. Your counselor's not going to do it. Add your counselor. There's nothing wrong with having a counselor, but without the power of God, that dude's worthless. You understand what I'm saying? He'll make you feel good for a minute. But the bottom line is, we need and have the power of God. He not only 
died to heal us of all our infirmities and sicknesses and struggles, he rose again and he won. He defeated Satan, death, hell, and all their people. And the bottom line is, that's for you. That's for you. Amen? Now let's go a little deeper and a little more narrow. He also wants to help you to find victory over these areas of footholds. Places that are vulnerable to Satan. He wants to help you not only to identify them, but he wants to bring healing to them. He wants to make you healthy in every area of your life so that you can hang a sign on your forehead. Just put a nail right in, hang a sign. No vacancy. No room in the inn. You don't belong here. Every room is attended by God's Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ himself. Kids, we need to get serious about this. There's a lot of people, and we've gotten used to it, who are just kind of losing. Well, no, there's no well. That's sin and death. That's Satan. And the day we get used to that, the way day we normalize that trash is the day we need to shut down. There are some Sundays I walk in here and I feel like trash. And I've had a bad week. And I've done dumb things. I need somebody to look at me and say, yes, you can. You all right? God will forgive you for being stupid. No, seriously, you know what I'm saying? Don't you feel that way sometimes? You ever feel? You ever wake up, look at yourself in the mirror, and go, "I am the dumbest person on earth." No, I'm serious. I, it's okay. You know, I'm the biggest loser ever born to man. Because you just—it's not happening. It's not clicking. That's okay. That's when I need to go to church and have somebody look at me and say, "It's going to be all right." Jesus died and rose again, sent his Holy Spirit. You can get it back. You can get back on track. He can make it right. Are you with me? You don't have to lose. You don't have to let him plant his seeds. You don't have to let him find a place in your life. None. While the kids are getting ready to sing, I want you to take a minute and I want you to ask God. God, it's kind of a dumb question, but we'll ask it anyway. Are there any areas in my life that are very vulnerable to Satan? Are there areas of weakness in me that I've just kind of allowed to linger for way too long? 
Are, are, are there areas of infection in my life that have just kind of almost taken over? Is there any types of cancer in me that just... I need to get rid of. I say it's a dumb question because, (laughs) of course there are. (laughs) We just need God to show us what they are. Then we need to get serious. You see, everybody in your world needs to see you win. need to see perfection because they know that's not true. Everybody around you, from your spouse to your kids to your grandkids, your neighbors, your workmates, wherever, they need to see you win. Because the evil one's working on their head telling them there ain't no hope. They need to see people step up and be honest and say, man, I've been battling depression, but I'm winning. I've I've, I've been battling addiction, but I'm winning. Amen? I've I've been battling. My my marriage is, I'm winning. Whatever it is. You don't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be over, but I'm winning. Amen? That's what Jesus wants today. He wants us to go, you know what? I I choose to win. Amen? I, 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 I choose for him to win in me and for me and through me. Now, not everybody's going to catch on. Nothing you can do about that. But those that want to really win... They're going to see what you're doing. And they're going to join your team. (laughs) Amen? As we sing this song, we need to ask ourselves, have I chosen to win? Or have I chosen to just kind of malinger in this mess? Let's stand. You're welcome at these altars if you'd like to pray.